saying. Wrecked him? Damn near killed him! What? Okay. Let's let's recover from that one. (laughs) That's what she said? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. That's what she said. Oh, geez. (laughs) This is what I call a sticky situation. (laughs) I'm going to cut. I'm going to edit all of that out. (laughs) No, you're not. Yeah, it's going to be there. Um, (laughs) You guys don't listen to him anyway, so it's not. That's not true. (laughs) I like to. I listened to the part where I wasn't there that one time. Um, did you listen to last week's? Aaron did. And by last week's, I meant the last time we did one. Which was like sometime last year. It was like two weeks ago, I guess. Was it? Yeah. No, it was like three. Three. And I wasn't uh, there for that one because I was at GDC. Yeah. I was GDC. Um, so there's the right way to do GDC and a wrong way to do GDC. And so you did it the wrong way, I imagine. No, I think I did it the right way. Uh, which is go to GDC, hit the floor, go to as many booths as possible, run into people you know, and go to the parties, but otherwise go to anything like a major announcements or things like that. But that's pretty much what it is. Uh, And most people I don't think can do that because it's actually an additional cost to get what they call vault access. Because what that does is lets you watch all the videos of the talks for the following year. So for like a year after GDC, you have access to all the talks. And so it takes a ton of pressure off of you because you're not running around trying to choose which talks to go to. Mm. I went to a few talks and some of them are really good. Um, but if it came down to, I could have, I could go to a talk or I could, you know, go to this mixer or this more informal thing that, they're not recording more informal than a mixer uh yes <laughs> well they they have they have mixers on like the schedule ah. and then you have unscheduled things impromptu mixers. impromptu mixers sudden barbecues <laughs> yeah where you get to like, like <laughs> yeah you turn a corner and there's a pig there on a spit and you and you just think this what? wasn't on that's the schedule what that's, that's just san Fran- oh. that's just san francisco though i mean the homeless people gotta eat yeah and you know if they don't have a home where do they cook well, that's true. Yeah. Where do they cook? San Francisco. All right. What? You've learned something today. Yeah. Hey. You guys play video games? No. Oh. Maybe. Who's asking? Me. I'm asking. Why? I I played a video game. I So I beat Fallout 4, right? Weirdo. And uh, man... Ending to that game is real disappointing. No matter uh, how you beat it is what I hear. Yeah, because the ending is... uh, Well, the ending that I got was... Basically the main character saying... I guess I am in the future now. Yeah, and then it... But don't take my word for it. (laughs) Like, fade to black, fade back into gameplay. And there's still a little bit of stuff you could do, but it wasn't like... It, it 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 like nothing i felt like in previous fallout games the stuff that you do in the game is reflected in the ending that you get and then it gives kind of a sum up of like here's here's what happened to these people 
And because you, you did this you thing, you kind of get thing, that, but the, you don't get that at all. No, you get pictures of people that of quests that you did, but it does it tells you nothing. Yeah, well, it, I it, remember that it's a it's a very anemic. Uh, the the story is so anemic compared to New Vegas. Well, Obsidian wrote New Vegas. Well, that's my point. Is I feel like Fallout Fallout Four was good in that it went a step further than previous Bethesda games about making lasting NPCs. Because, like, if you look back at a uh, Skyrim, uh-huh. Skyrim is like you you didn't feel connected to anyone. I mean, they the writing was decent for what it was but you'd spend no more than maybe a quest or two with any given npc and then you never have to see them again Mm -hmm. uh but the way they did the like the companion system in fallout 4 i actually wanted to do stuff with them it's like they became characters that i interacted with and then once after i interacted with them for a little while they joined me rather than me going up to like hey you did the first quest thank you for bringing me the thing I will now give you my house, Carl, to protect you. And that, and that my that, house, Carl. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carl of House Morganboard. <laughs> Shortenboard. Um, and yeah. then and then you get that's how you meet Lydia, and that's it. That's the I, that's the depth I, of her character as opposed to um, any of the characters from Fallout Four. I was about to say the only character, the only NPC from Skyrim that I could remember was. Lydia, the super mule. Yes, who who would always say, I am sworn to carry your burdens. Yeah. Like, I, I, right, now hold these I always felt like she hated numbers. me. I forgot, uh, I forgot about her. Because I didn't actually use her much. I I don't remember. I don't, think I, I, think, I, I don't I ever did either, because she'd always die, like for real die. She died? Yeah. Uh, I think I, I don't remember what I did with her. I, she. I think I had her take care of a house somewhere or something, and then I probably forgot. the first house that you got in the first town that you found her. Probably, I was probably so like, here. "You wait here, you right you, here. Uh, you just take care of that business." Now, and was it was was this the one? Was it this one, or was it Oblivion where you could get the fan that you could go? The adoring that's fan. Oblivion. That was that's Oblivion. Oblivion. Okay, yeah. Now that guy was the best NPC in in an Elder Scrolls game. You, you, you're the you're the champion of the arena. Can I just follow you around? Creepily? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> and now I'm going to have you stand at the edge of this mountain, and I will paralyze you and watch you fall all the way down. Here? Right here? Yes, right there. Well, all right. He was my favorite. Yeah. Plus, he, he looked like a Super Saiyan. Cause he, he had, no, he looked like a, like a, an escaped convict from Whoville. <laughs> I was gonna say troll doll. I think we're all right. Yeah, I think yeah, they're mixture three. There's no wrong answers here. <laughs> well, the wrong answer would be a normal person. <laughs> True. But really, nobody in Oblivion looked like a normal person. No, they all look like no. glowy freak shows. I, I spent hours trying to give my character not a frog face in the character. But you did pick an Argonian. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Fallout Four disappoint. Um, and disappointed yeah that was that was kind of a, a bummer and i had to kill like everybody so well spoilers you have to kill everybody it's fallout everyone dies yeah everyone dies except um 
children and npcs they decide are important yeah and all of my companions my my farm full of companions i'm gonna be honest that's a good thing yeah no it's good it encouraged me to use them because their ai is so bad Uh i mean imagine okay so in in oblivion good or sorry not oblivion skyrim which is a good example here lydia would get staggered and you know they'd get down to their their hands and knees they're like oh and then they're out for a bit yeah, but if you if they get hit hard enough, or, or if someone keeps wailing on them during that, or if they get launched by a, by a giant, yeah, or, yeah, if they get launched by a giant or eaten by a dragon or something like that, uh-huh. they dead. They just straight up dead. Oh, they would die on me just because they couldn't follow me around the edge of a mountain or building. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so your death because you can't follow me. So all that to say, they dead when that happens. So I'm really glad the Fallout Four made it so your companions can't truthfully die. Yeah. Because it encourages you to use them. Because if you play a character, if because it is a role playing game, mm-hmm. if you at least pretend to give a crap about your friends, your you know, lack of conversation trees as they have, um, you don't take them with you because you're like, no, no, it's cool, you'll just die. But Fallout Four removes that equate from the equation, so you just like, you know what? Here's a knife, go. Yeah, except I'm like, no, no, don't follow me, you'll get me killed. Because the the NPCs or the, the the bad guys always see them when they don't see me. Well, yeah, and they they also have no con. They put all this work into this booby trap system because you go to all of these places. <laughs> yeah. There are laser trip lines, everything. You're clearly being careful about this. Uh-huh. But then Valentine were like, "Well, it looks like this place is booby trapped." He's like, just walks right into the, the laser <laughs> trap. Thanks. I was standing next to the combat shotgun because I was about to pull it off. Well, like, so when you made it ex- shoot me, I mean, the thing you can do is like just tell them to deliberately walk in there, or sneak in a way that they bait the super mutant suicider, and they're like, <laughs> "But then I can't. I can get them." But then you lose out on rewards because you can't. Steal the mini you nuke. can't steal the mini nuke, which is awesome. Mini and- nukes are a dime a dozen in that game. I don't there care. Are... I still want all of them. Look, look, the difference between 24 and 25 mini nukes is everything in that game. Also, it was my plan to stockpile about 150 of them, and then whenever I get to a certain point in the game, just give Strong a fat man and let him go nuts. Yeah. I just you know what really that. sucks? Okay, so here's the thing that I hate about that game. Uh, the The legendary weapons, right? They all have, there's a legendary weapon that means you don't have, you don't use ammo, right? Okay. And you can get that, yes, you can get that mod on, like, any weapon outside of melee I assume it's rare, because I haven't seen that. Really? I've got, okay. Well, anyway. Yeah, I have um, a bat that doesn't use ammunition, I I guess. (laughs) I have a... I have a never-ending gamma gun, which says you never have to reload it, but not that it has infinite ammo. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, okay. Well, there are guns that don't use ammo. Well, you've got a, you've got better drops than I have because I always get like really crappy ones. Like, what difficulty did you set it on? I don't remember the default. I guess. Oh, I ended up bumping it up, and you get more stuff that you get, you get better up, stuff. You I, get better I stuff bumped it up to the second from the last one, and that may have been why. I found the chameleon armor. Because all, all I get are like Slayer's chameleon Gamma armor? Guns. Yes, there's armor that when you squat, you turn invisible. That's awesome. You know what I got? Oh, no, I think I got that. I have a Gamma Gun that does increased radiation damage to ghouls. <laughs> Fantastic. <clears throat> wow. 
Um, I get the crappy ones apparently. I've I've yet to get a legendary that I actually liked. Yeah, sometimes there's stupid co- combinations, uh, which is why I installed the mod that lets me just swap them out because at level 75, I'm like invincible anyway. So let me just screw around, like make a laser rifle that shoots and when it shoots, it explodes. Not it, but the laser blast, like so I can make exploding lasers. Oh my gosh, I got the minigun that has that. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many it's like, explosions. Just the explosion on a projectile by itself can be pretty hilarious. But then, especially if you shoot it into the water, <laughs> there's just this huge, like, <laughs> like, uh, water explosion, underwater explosion. Like, I threw a grenade in there, but... Um, I, I love it because you can just shoot it at the ground near them, and they... It cripples their legs. Yeah. It's fantastic. I have one weapon in that game that I fell in love with, and I didn't even spec into it. It's a Krem's Tooth. Oh, yeah. The, you get uh, it from the Dunwall or whatever place. The the one that's Lovecraftian-inspired, basically. Yeah. It's like the best weapon in the game. <laughs> is it? I think it is. Uh, just reading the text description, I was like, eh. Doesn't seem very good. Well, you hit them, and then their their health just starts going like just progressively down. Oh, see, my my thing is, I want to kill them with one hit. It basically is one hit, but I want them to like second. just be dead. But if you hit them twice, they're dead. Well, I only have to hit things once, so that's where I'm well, at. Well, look at you, <laughs> Mister One Punch Man. Yeah. Are you using the syringer? I tried to use that early on, and was disappointed because everybody was. Uh, I tried to use the, like, frenzy syringer, and every enemy I shot with it was too powerful to be frenzied by the syringer. And so I said, you suck. You suck, syringer. Uh, um, I've made a bunch of ammo for it, but I have yet to actually... Come to think of it, I'm not even sure I went back and got the cryo later. I want to know. I got it, but I never used it. I want to know. Yeah. Oh, here's another fun legendary I got. A uh, flamethrower that has freeze damage with the chance to freeze enemies F- flamethrower chance to freeze enemies does it work i never used it there's there was stuff i was so uh i was such an ammo hoarder so and i Jesse, and i'm I went, giving you homework yeah go find out go find out right, i'll have to load up my save set strong on fire or something i don't know i missed the super mutants from fallout 3 though i like them better i think than the ones in fallout 4 what what about what what's the difference in fallout 4 the super mutants are kind of like i idyllically muscular kind of almost handsome yet gross looking things like they're like handsome squidward almost and i hate it they remind me entirely too much of like green versions of the aliens from prometheus Whereas in Fallout 3, they were straight up gross. Mm. Like, they just straight up had, and they would scream, and like, not just like, you know, you had your chance, human! They would go like, and I'd I'd hear them, and I'd just like, what the hell was that? (laughs) I'd just like, belt at the moon or something. Yeah. And and they just screamed everything, and instead, I felt like the super mutants in Fallout 4 were, I don't know, they they had this sort. They had this like they looked more noble than they were, I guess. And it was disappointing. It's like a weird mismatch. Hmm. 
Maybe, uh, well, I mean, there's different strains of FEV or whatever that transformed them into super mutants. So, this was the more civilized Boston, Boston Bostonian, yeah, super mutants. Yeah, yeah, but they're not that far away from the capital wastes. They should have been the same. I don't know. I like that there was reference to some of that stuff, like McCready was from Little Lamplight and things like that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, he was the mayor once. <laughs> he was the mayor once. Well, they they brought back a couple of characters actually. There's at least one I can think of. E, that's what I've heard, but you beat, I, you beat the game, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't remember anybody from Fallout Three. Is it? Are we past the embargo? Can I just say it? Uh, William's still playing it. Yeah, I've not gotten very far. But you don't play games. I'm playing it. No, I don't see you. You're not, no. I am playing it. I just got my pickpocketing skill to the point that I can steal the clothes off of a man. And I... Are you are you talking about the game? The game. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my plan was to go and... Where's your pants go, Phil? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I'm wearing your watch. <laughs> yeah, my thought was... I could go into Diamond City and make it Naked City. <laughs> <laughs> like a... Like a Job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're living in Brick City! Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, call, they call it Swing City at first? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do about the teases? We don't let them in. But yeah, it's like go and, you know, just strip everyone of their of their clothing... Yeah, it's funny. I because I am. I'm I mean, it a, is funny to have everybody naked. I agree. Right, but it's like, I'm such a habitual pickpocketer. Like I even go on some quests where I have other people following me around, and then I steal like all of the ammo off of their bodies. There was one where like you had to you had to go do a quest with somebody, and then later you got a quest to go kill that person. Uh-huh. And I was like, why is this idiot trying to punch me? They had a mini. Oh right, I stole all their <laughs> ammo. <laughs> as soon as the quest was over, I pickpocketed them. <laughs> Yeah, I had a thing in that game where uh, to mark the bodies that I looted, I would take all their clothes and just put them next to them. So that way, for their shoes. Oh no, that was the other one. Yeah, there's no difference between their shoes and whatever. So I'd leave their hats uh, if they had hats, but yeah, I would take their I'd take their clothes and put it next to them. Like, okay, looted. That is a good point. I'm actually really glad they started differentiating between clothes and armor. Because you actually could wear different pieces of armor in that game. In Fallout 4, you actually could wear more stuff, more varied stuff, than you could in Skyrim. Um, what could you wear in Skyrim? Boots, uh, gloves, hat, uh, chest piece. Is that it? That, that was about it, yeah. Boots. I, don't, I can't remember if there were pants or not. I think it was just like... Here are some clothes. I don't know. They... Like you'd wear like uh, you wear boots. Yeah, boots, gloves, helmet, chest piece, maybe leg pieces, and that was it. I can't remember because they got they they kept making the armor stuff simpler and simpler. And I assume they're going to continue to do that. They kept making fewer and fewer pieces because whenever I played Daggerfall, it was like there were two shoulder pieces, two arm pieces, a chest piece, a leg piece, boots. 
and then you could have two rings and two amulets and two like racer things. Oh, don't forget earrings. No, nah, there was no ear. I thought there were earrings. There was jewels. There was also like two jewels that you could equip. There was like seriously like a trillion things that you could have equipped. I liked that. I missed those days. Yeah, and then you could enchant all of those things with different things. Yes, with the souls of your enemies. Mm-hmm. With and with spell effects that you just knew of, didn't have to salvage them from other weapons or anything. Mm-hmm. Back when, back when Elder Scrolls. I don't know what's going on with the magic in Elder Scrolls. It's getting more and more simple as time goes on. Yeah, it's almost like entropy has affected their world. Uh, I call it the uh, consolation of the yes. video games. I was, I was about to say the console domain. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because I guess people who play Xboxes don't like to have to do think about things. Didn't uh, Morrowind come out for Xbox and do pretty well? Did it? I I know it came out for Xbox. I'm, I just don't think it did very well on Xbox. I thought it did. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm surprised to hear, like, I heard the other day that somebody actually was, like, went back and played it on the Xbox. Like, that's the version they chose to actually play. Does, why? I have no idea. Because you're going to get it at, like, 480, four not even P, just 480i and... Yeah. And, ugh. Yeah, and there's, like, so many, so many, like, mods and things you could do to that game to, like... Make it a better Fix experience. It. Yes, a tolerable one because it's like that game is like in that window of like where it's too old to be fun anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about not too old to be fun anymore, but like the interface is very archaic comparatively. That's that's what I'm talking about. You're spending so much time fighting an hoopty old UI paradigm that you're like, oh, I don't and it, do this it's anymore. roots oh, as a dice. Racers. Yeah, it's roots as a dice roll game are really showing there because it's like every time you you throw a weapon out it says well i don't know your short sword skill is only 36 and this is a level 10 monster and so you miss most of the time so you're just like doing this like stabby motion to characters and only hits like half the time it's like oh i watched i watched two feet away from the starting town and now my stupid like wooden like toothpick dagger it's like whiff 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 now it's broken and yeah, I'm dead. it's basically it's, it was basically a traditional tabletop role playing game that wrapped itself in a first person camera early on. Killed by yeah. a quama. That was a quama. Those stupid little bugs. It says weird little like leech looking things, except they weren't leeches. They were weird. They're they're like ants that that the uh, uh, dark elves farm like cattle. It's not really clear why. Because do they the, eat them? Yeah, like you can eat you can eat the bugs, and you can eat the eggs, and you can also use like materials for crafting. Quamas are worms. They're not worms. They're like little they worms. are worms. They're they're much more like ants. No, they come out. They they little worm things, and then they get their bodies with their heads or the worm things. Because you have the quama foragers and things like that. And there's little worms that go around. That's the first thing you see. And then quamas are the ones that go on all fours. Quama workers. And you have quama soldiers, which are the same thing, except they're on two legs. But they all, it's like, it's almost like they use those little weird little like ant things as like, like mechs or something. 
They're weird as hell. How do you spell Kwama? K-W-A-M-A. Corwin, Kwama. Oh, yeah. Kwama Forger is a worm thing. Yeah, boy. Kwama Queen is a worm thing with a bulb on the on the butt. Bulb butt. Yeah, they're all variations of the worm thing. Feels right. The, it's They've all got the same wormy looking head, like weird lamprey tube. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting confused with the Elder Scrolls Online one where they all look like ants. Probably. Probably. Seeing Elder Scrolls Online retcon the Kwama? No, they're the same. I remember I also played the game. You played the game too. Never got that far. To be fair, I don't think anyone got that far in Elder Scrolls Online. I beat all three storylines. Is it worth it? Does the game actually get better? I don't know, but I... I don't know. I had fun playing it anyway. No, my biggest problem was I was playing it. I got like level 45. I was closing in on 50. And I felt like I had... I was just doing the same thing over and over again. Welcome to an MMO. Well, it wasn't even like like... Okay, so... In like... Warcraft, at least, I was engaged in the story and felt like I was doing something, and I got new abilities, and they gated my things that I could do, like with liberties at level higher levels. Like I didn't get a a horse until level twenty. I couldn't. I got flying mounts to look forward to. I had all these things to look forward to in these other games. Elder Scrolls Online, it it felt like the game was kind of smug in that it was rewarding me with letting me go to this other place that another game had happened before. And it's like it's like the zone itself is not a reward to me, and like they let you go to Morrowind or whatever. Yeah, and leveling up my my crafting skills, it didn't feel like a reward at all. It felt like a grind. It's like, hey, you want to you want to get really good at uh, at runes? Well, you, you have to be prepared to grind through six thousand of them because if you've even touched a rune like that before, you get like zero experience for. Uh, disenchanting an item or for enchanting an item using it you know the only way to level that skill had nothing to do truthfully with doing the skill it was buying enchanted items or buying you know other people's enchantments and deconstructing those and that's the only real way you got experience and it's such a bullcrap way to do it enchantment was the worst one to level up um the way that I had mastered enchanting was that I have two characters and I would have one make uh, runes and then send them to the other to disenchant and then use the uh, stones that came out of it to make a rune and send it back to the other one. You had rune pals? Yep. Rune buddies. Yes, and they would just switch back and forth. Uh, That's... I mean, that sounds in the spirit of Elder Scrolls games to, like... Find an uh, exploit? <laughs> exploit a stupid system. Uh-huh. But, um, man. The fact that you have to, like, have two characters to accomplish the stupid thing you have to do. Well, I didn't see it any less of a horrible grind than any other, like, MMO's crafting system. I hate all MMO crafting systems, just FYI. But I also hate that they have like online economies and stuff too. I like Final Fantasy XIV's crafting system. I like it because it feels useful. You make things that are actually worthwhile to your character, if you know if you're at the relative oh, level of doing that's it. That's pretty novel. And 
And it's actually, it's less a click this thing to make it happen and more you're involved in the process. Like you actually have to, you're, you don't just click make it. You actually have to quote, quote, make it because you shift into crafting mode and based on which skill you're using, you can see like, you know, you have to, it's very basic. You have to hit the same button four times as you improve an item's uh, quality up to the point where it becomes usable. But they start throwing, because every time you do it, its durability goes down. And the idea is you you outrun the clock every time you do that. But in order to make twists on it, you can also improve the item's quality. Uh, and that also reduces its durability. But later on, you get another skill that lets you increase durability in the object. And so what you do is you you start working against the the percentages of success to say it's less about making that item that time and more about making a high-quality version of that item. And if you're making crafting materials, high-quality versions of those, that actually helps you make a higher-quality version of an item you will actually use. So it's like if I have a high-quality copper bar, it increases my chances of making a high-quality copper knife. And if you start doing that, so it becomes a mix of what skills you're using to make it happen in addition to your armor and you know your what, what uh equipment you use because that can help out a little bit and also the resources you're using and so you can actually make higher quality higher powered weapons if you go to the trouble of spending the time or investing in high quality ingredients and all that sort of stuff to get high quality usable things so like you know might you might get a high quality like cinnamon roll where the regular cinnamon roll gives you three percent extra experience high quality one gives you five mm-hmm and it actually feels useful. So if you use locally sourced organic ingredients, you get a better product. Yeah. See, I did. I I'm. I made full use of the crafting system in Elder Scrolls. Like every piece of equipment and item that I used was stuff that I made with one of my characters, and I always had really good equipment, and it was all made entirely from like. Stuff that I made, which made the game even better because it meant that I even less had to deal with any other human players. Because well, I didn't have to talk to anybody or try to trade or anything. I would just make... It is some bullcrap how that works, by the way. <clears throat> there is no auction house in that game. If you want to sell your goods, you have to join a guild. And they have, and they get sold through like their storefront. Well, I hate auction houses. I think the idea is stupid, but I, again, I don't like the crafting thing either, so. Or the economy. <clears throat> or the economy. I hate money. <laughs> I think for, with me, it's it's kind of a, like, having crafting in a game, even a single player game, it's sort of this weird balance issue of, like, you don't want the, you don't want the crafting to seem useless, but you don't want the crafting to be the best things you can get, because otherwise... Like going on and finding cool stuff seems doesn't seem worth it, right? Which is why it which which is why it seems like extra cheating that you got that Fallout mod that lets you basically craft with unique bonus equipment. Because oh yeah, it, that, that was no. Great. I totally admit that. Like <laughs> like by the time that I had like installed that mod, I was like so bored of using the same equipment that I'd been using for like <laughs> sixty levels. 60 levels using the same bat and the same armor and the same, like, because everything that I would get was like, eh, 
it's marginally better, but it doesn't have this one thing that changes my stats the way I want it to. Because in the end, what I ended up doing was um, uh, I got uh, I got a mod that let me upgrade the durability of all of my items, uh, like the 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 uh, quality level of my armor to the max, like with like ingredients and stuff, like not just you know whatever. Uh, and then I could transfer. What do, you, what do you mean durability? So there's like a there's like a light, medium, and heavy versions of all of your right. armors. So it let you upgrade from a light to a medium to a heavy. Oh, okay. That, all right. Stuff. I was confused. It's yeah. like this the, this Fallout Fallout Four was like the first Fallout where you don't have to worry about the repair quality of your weapons. Which uh, is, maybe which was jarring to me. Maybe ruggedness. Like I don't I don't know of like another word. The weight. Quality level, yeah, I sure. sure. Because there's basically three quality levels of like leather armor. Yeah, so it let me increase the like use crafting to increase the quality level of armor, and it let and then another mod let me transfer, um, um, the legendary effects from one thing to another. So I basically like went through my wardrobe and my tool set of all of my stuff and removed all of the legendary effects and stored them as separate mods and then dismantled most of that junk because it was all just like random bats and like 10 millimeter guns and stuff and just a bunch of leather armor with like cool legendary effects but because I'm such a hoarder I have to keep every legendary item I get I started I, I and, started uh, to give up on that <clears throat> I was like nope I don't need yet another pistol that does extra damage to my lurks because that's idiotic. Yeah. So, uh, and so then I just made a maximum level synth armor outfit that had three items had like plus agility, plus endurance or, or perception and like two, two items with that. And then three items with strength and endurance. And then my hat had like decreased vats cost. And it was like a, uh, I think it was actually no, it was actually just a regular hat that I found that was a commando. I think it was called commando helmet or something like that. It was like a uh, combat armor helmet. There's one around dresses grognak. And uh, <laughs> see, I had um, Kate run around dresses grognak. I did that too once I got her. Yeah, I thought about that. that that's that's probably what I'll do. I told her, go punch this thing. I gave her the axe. There's not like a big, there's not a companion that's like a large, burly man with long blonde hair, right? No. The closest thing you have is strong, but man, if you could put strong in a wig, that would be amazing. They need to put his wig in the game. Yeah. Okay, so. They have a pompadour wig. Yes, there's two, okay, there's two things I want to do. One is I want to make one of my towns where everybody's naked. That's going to be Diamond City because I'm going to steal all the clothes off of them. And then I want to make another town. It's probably going to be, uh, what's that one? Like the weird, like creepy one we have to take like the Turing exam to get in. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Covenant. Covenant. Yes. yes, Covenant. I want to make everyone there wear summer shorts and pompadour wigs. Just the entire, the entire. I'd want to do that, but I murdered everyone. I also murdered everyone. I murdered everyone, but then I took over the town. Yeah, I took over the town and I was going to have all my synths live there for irony. But How do you uh, know they're synths? Well, like Valentine and then everybody else who's like admitted to me that they're a synth. No one admitted it to me. 
I guess you're just not very good friends with them. No. <laughs> Preston's a simp. He's not a simp. Is he? No. No? No. Don't lie to me. Don't play with my emotions. You can find out of those then. How? Another settlement needs your help. Ah. <laughs> you just kill them? Yeah, if you kill them, they'll have a synth part in their head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the old save-reload bit. But as we discussed, you can't kill your companions. So you'll never I know. That, I choose to believe that Curie is a synth. That's a that's a good choice. <laughs> My Curie is a synth. My <laughs> Curie. Um. Please sit still. I'm going to shoot you. She's my favorite character, actually. She was really good. I had her she walking was... around in a sea captain's hat and uh, bathrobe. Nice. <laughs> nice. I haven't got this person yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a French robot you pick up. She's like a, Yeah, she's like a, a French Mr. Handy. Yeah. Mrs. Nursey or something. Curie? Uh, yeah, they just call her Curie. Curie? There's actually another one of those in the... Schoolhouse yeah, in Diamond there's City. A, there's the French education robot that I that I ended up setting up with the teachers. Now he's like, I guess having sex with her seems really awkward. I don't think I saw that one. I saw that one, and I don't think I triggered the right dialogue to get that to happen. Yeah. But I talked to the I talked to the professor, and he was like, "Hey, do you, are you do you think it's okay to have um, non like non standard?" relationships i was like yeah sure whatever and it's the apocalypse whatever oh okay and then i think it was mccready hated that uh, or something Uh, (laughs) oh valentine loved it and so i was at their wedding (laughs) nice uh wow yeah it like didn't continue forward with that storyline at all with me he just said okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw them getting married out, out at, on home, pay, home plate. They just did it. it like, is this just an event that happened? Yeah. Oh, nice. see, I missed that. Oh, that's pretty good. From I guess I should play the game. I'll wait for the game of the year edition to come out or whatever. Yeah, and then I'll get it on PC this time. <laughs> can Can you marry a companion? Because I've got I've been holding on to that. You can sleep with them for the entire time. You can sleep with them, but it well, doesn't mean well, anything. Well, that's so if I. <laughs> Well, Don't tell them that. <laughs> so I guess my I guess what I'm just gonna have to do is give McCready my wedding ring and make him equip it, the, my wife's wedding ring. Yeah, that's what. So I ended up making Kate my romance option or whatever. Yeah, I just did with all of them. <laughs> you whore! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got to the point where they all like me and whatever. Always juice flirt. It gave me extra. It gave me yeah. extra XP. I flirted with all of them. They didn't care. Because no, the other people weren't around to see it. Is that why? Do they care if they see it? Yes. Oh, I don't let them see it. <laughs> I just do it. So I, I, did, I just get highest disposition with all of them. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so your sanctuary is more like a cult. <laughs> it's a compound. It's a compound, yeah. Well, after, How many after, walls do you have around your compound, Phil? After I, I got rid... <laughs> I have an actual compound. The uh, the, the 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 one that you get like the quest to go save. 
Where you, uh, uh, which one? The Free the Robots one. The, the, like, the farm. The weird farm, which makes it perfect. Where they were, like, trying to, like, save robots. Like, they had that Mr. Handy that they reprogrammed to, to be free. I can't remember what the name of it is. It's the, uh, the co-op. Something something co-op. Oh, the something something co-op. Yeah. No, oh, I yeah, found that co-op. I found that early on. I didn't get a quest to save that. Oh, I, I got a, that was like my that was like the only mission Minuteman quest that I ever did. Oh. And I still have not turned in. Right. Was to go save that co-op. And so I did that and then like I saw that a settler had died and I was like, fuck that. And I built a wall, a junk wall entirely around the outside of it. Like, exactly on that green perimeter? Yes, exactly on that green perimeter, all the way around the, the outside. There's no way to get in and out except for through the gate and the back door that I put in. And then I put some bridges because you can... They're the same height as the junk wall, so I built some bridges and mounted all of the missile turrets on top. And I was like, now kill a villager. We'll see what happens now. <laughs> <laughs> and there, so they had to get past the missile launchers in through the gate hole... And then that's their only chance to hurt somebody. In Through the Gate Hole is yeah. my favorite Led Zeppelin album. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I, uh... Compounds. <laughs> I do... So I did end up building a weird, like, barracks-like thing for my for my people, and it's just, like, a, a wooden shack with, like, two rows of sleeping bags that everybody uses... And what I found was that, like, whenever I'd fast travel there, if it was at night, often the people weren't, like, in, if, they, if they weren't in the sleeping bags, they were awkwardly standing outside the shack, all looking in at the sleeping bags. <laughs> Everybody's afraid to get in there. <laughs> so something happened in there. And then, like, the two, <laughs> the two people who are sleeping in there, it's like, oh, God, I know exactly who did it. <laughs> what have you done yeah eventually i uh did you ever pick up the vault tech guy did you yeah. know you could meet yes. the vault tech yeah. guy yeah yes okay so yeah i picked up the vault tech he was guy so angry when you first see him too and all of a sudden it's like i'm happy again <laughs> <laughs> look at the two of us oh i'm oh a great couple like it takes me forever to buy armor from him prepare for the future oh you set him up as a salesman yeah, I set him up as a uh, as a uh, uh, what are those uh, supply line? You know, if you make him a salesman, he makes the store better. I didn't build any stores. What did I need to buy? I didn't build the stores to buy. I built the stores to sell. <laughs> but why? If you don't buy anything? Yeah, I don't sell anything you don't either. Need caps if you don't use them. Oh, well, I I buy every single unique weapon from every merchant. I only bought the ones that mattered. Yeah. Also, it makes the happiness smiley meter go up. Which, oh, if you own shops? Yeah, if you build if you build uh, clothing stores. and Also, if I have a clothing store in every town, there's a chance that I can buy summer shorts and pompadour wigs to eventually make summer pompadour town. Mm-hmm. I, uh... Anyway, so the great thing about making him a supply line is he doesn't actually leave. So... That's horrifying. <laughs> he doesn't go anywhere, but he does get the cow, right? He does get the Brahmin that follows him around. So, like, <laughs> there were times where everybody was creepily standing outside of the shack, 
but the salesman, the vault tech sales guy, was sleeping soundly with a Brahmin standing on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they won't go in there anymore. Yeah, I think I might have figured it out. I think I've. Did also, did you have people? Uh, so, do you, do you have all your people at where do you where do you have all your people? I, send, I keep them all at. Uh... Uh, sanctuary. Yeah, that's the, what I did. I keep the I keep the goody two shoes people in sanctuary, and I keep the evil people at Red Rocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got. Um, uh, so you know, I, you know where Mama Murphy's not alive. alive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do more cams. So I told you guys I forgot about Mama Murphy, right? Like I forgot she was a character because I stuck her in a. So I stuck her also in the barracks watching a. I put her chair in front of a TV that doesn't work, and, <laughs> and then I just had her sit there in front of it. <laughs> That's good. And then you build a wall around it. <laughs> she gets the visions. No, but I like With I had her sight. take. I had her take jet once, and then totally forgot to give her more jet, or did, whatever. Did she? Did she die? No, she just sits in the chair. Hmm. So she's still alive and well in her chair, watching her stories. But that don't uh, exist. That don't exist. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, uh, what was the other thing? I like the part where the darkness comes on the screen. I, I made her quit Kim's because it made all of the Goody Two Shoes people in town. It really don't like you when you do that. Yeah. No, they got they really liked it when I made her quit the Kim's. Oh yeah, they oh they love it when you make you quit, but they hate it when you give her Kim's. Yeah. So that was why I made her quit. Um. <clears throat> Uh, oh, but did you ever have, so my people, because I deleted all the furniture, except for like the two chairs, one for Mama Murphy and one for somebody who cares to sit next to Mama Murphy. It's and, always uh, empty. It's always empty. Everybody hates it. Yeah. And, but I'll walk around Sanctuary and be like, you know, where's, where did, uh, where did Piper head off to? And I'll just go to one of the abandoned houses and they'll just be standing in a corner somewhere. Talking to themselves. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I have a different problem. And I, I it's I have problems with people in and up on the roofs of things. <laughs> like you you have people standing outside refusing to go into a sleeping bag. My little tin shack that's full of sleeping bags. Nobody can get into them. They just end up mystically on the roof of the building trying to go to sleep in the sleeping bags below. Nice. There yeah. was a there was a patch update where they Fix how you could place items, and and then from that point on, I could stack sleeping bags on top of each other, and just have big sleeping bag stack. <laughs> and then what you would end up with is just a bunch of weird, like whenever people would go to sleep, it's a bunch of people just interpenetrating each other. <laughs> that, that, that's called an orgy. Yeah. Oh no, the sanctuary. <laughs> and we're back to compound. God. <laughs> I hate that. How do I get that status to come up? <laughs> um, yeah, why am I never allowed to hate something somebody else does? What's up with that? Because mm-hmm. you can shoot them. Like, <laughs> but it doesn't do anything. Sometimes. I don't know. I put a grenade in a guy's pants and he just fell over. <laughs> that's that's what happens when people put grenades in my pants. <laughs> Whoa. The grenade, whoa! Uh, <laughs> have you guys found the, uh, did you find the mascot? Like the guy wearing the mascot head? Yes. No. Can you wear the mascot head? Yes. 
Oh, well, that's my new equipment. You just have to steal it yeah. or kill him. Or kill him. Steal it or kill him. Well, obviously I'm going to steal it. Well, you're probably going to steal it and then kill him. Maybe. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, you can wear the mascot head. And uh, I put that on uh, I put that on Deacon because... <laughs> One, one because he's like pretending to be this incognito guy and I'm like yeah now who's <laughs> blending in <laughs> which one are you maybe the guy with the giant bear for a head <laughs> where do you find this person he's in a high school somewhere I think oh. but uh Deacon no he's the, the railroad no the oh yeah he's, in, he's, in, he's like in the basement he's of, in the basement of, of a uh, like a factory or something. It's is like, it of a factory? It might be. No, it's a school. You're yeah, right. It's a, it's a school. Is it, is it like a special? But it's like kind of special. Forms? He's down by the pool. Not really. He's he's like, he's at the pool. He's area in the yeah. He's a, in the natatorium of the school. Yeah. Okay. And he's like sitting on like a throne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and hilarious. So yeah, Deacon walks around and like every other like because whenever you turn around like Deacon might change clothes, which is hilarious. <laughs> whenever you catch him like blink from naked to clothes, but. Yeah, he'll be like, <laughs> and so like everything else, he'll will change, but generally the the head will stay. So that never happened to me. He changed clothes once on me. That was it. Really? Yeah, he's never they changed clothes on me. Never. Sometimes. Yeah. He really loves wearing a pompadour wig. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, sometimes the pompadour wig wig will overwrite the uh, yeah. the hat. Yeah. But he doesn't un- he doesn't unequip the hat. So what you need to do is make him wear power armor and the hat. I'm inconspicuous. Oh my gosh, people in power armor. You cannot go anywhere with them. They are literally a bull in a china shop. I'm like, oh, this place is kind of neat. I don't want to steal everything off the walls because I like the decor. And it's like, oh, I follow you in power armor. Clonk, clonk, clonk. And they just knock shit everywhere. Yeah. I like that one guy. What's his name? The one that, that comes with the power armor? Paladin Dance. Paladin Dance. He's nice. It. That's your observation. You know that paladin dance boy. He's nice. And now he's naked. Well, it is hilarious when you flirt with him. <laughs> he's in the power armor. He's like, I have something to talk to you about. Flirt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I made him wear a bowler. Hat. You're a man who understands honor. <laughs> a bowler hat. Yeah. My favorite thing with him, though, is like I'm running around and I guess like I'm going water. He's like, I'll meet you on the other side. And somehow he's like runs up from the side whenever you go up out of the water, because apparently power armor can't swim. Unless you've got power. Unless you got power. <laughs> no, really, it's great because he's like, my power armor can't go in the water. I'll see you on the other side. And then like I'll I'll swim across. die? <laughs> maybe <laughs> often yes you're crossing the river sticks mm-hmm. I try not to go in the water here are two caps to pay the toll I, I have this obsession <laughs> put them that. on your eyes <laughs> yeah. I have this obsession with having zero rads at all times so I don't like to go see there. what I do is I just did the quest where uh, I get the guy the special serum that makes rads heal me Oh, the, uh, the dude with, uh, the, what's the Kavanaugh? Cabot House. Cabot House, yeah. Yeah, 
you, you, just, you find Cabot and he's like, here, be amazing for a while. And I'm like, awesome. And there were no side effects. I never used that serum. It's the best drug in the game, man. Oh. Does it wear off? It takes like two hours. Oh. So you, he gives you like six and you're good for like 12 hours yeah. of game says, time. When something says two hours, is that real time? Or- real time. Mm. Yeah, it, it basically never wears off. You just have to take it again every now and then. That's how drugs work. <laughs> the zero never works out as, wears out as long as you're constantly having a new system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this birth control you know, really works as long as you maintain a rigid schedule <laughs> of education. <clears throat> Otherwise, you, you, you become over-encumbered. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, okay. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah. I always had so many, uh, so many pills of like Radaway or Radex or whatever that I, I didn't, I was always popping those. It just didn't matter to me because it felt like radiation, poisonous and sickness and all that was just a gimped version of its former self in the previous games. And so I was like, I just didn't care. So I took so little damage. It's like, well, okay, well, radiation is just limiting what my health is. That's it. Whatever. I just didn't like the red bar. Exactly. I I hate the red bar. Especially if I had like a little sliver of red bar. Mm -hmm. Oh, got to get rid of that. It's exactly like the same problem as like seeing like that red number one on your emails. You're like, no, I must answer all emails to make that number go away. You're doing better than some people because I've seen it in the thousands before. No, that's death. No, on a legitimate la- computer. I'm like, what? What? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't and know. And then I hit them with a laptop. I don't know how they live. They didn't after that. <laughs> They're you, dead now. You open the email. You say, "Mark all is red." You hit enter, and then you leave. <laughs> say select, hello to Mama Murphy. Select all <laughs> trash. There you go. I solved your problem. <laughs> You don't need email. <laughs> About once a decade, I empty my email box of everything. I'm so mad at Gmail because I found out that, like, even when I delete spam, it still saves those. It's like, no, Gmail. Why do you even keep my spam? And why do you have a deleted folder? It's like, what's the point of deleting stuff if it's still not deleted and I have to go delete it again? And even then, it goes to the for real delete folder. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to later find out that there's a second... Double secret delete folder. Secret delete. Secret delete. You guys want to talk about um, news? Okay. The news? news? The, oh, uh, VR is upon us. No, it's not. VR is out. VR is here. It's now. Well, that's what I meant. No, upon us means like tomorrow. VR has happened. VR happened. VR is past it's too tense. Late. It's too late. It's too late. VR happened. Okay. We uh, missed it. Yeah, you missed it. The Oculus came out last week. And, it did. And a few people got those in the mail. A few Kickstarters. <clears throat> and then the Vive came out this week. And some people got those today. Some people got those today. Uh, some people got those yesterday, I think, maybe. Yes. But uh, VR is out. VR is here. And there's a there's a few games. We're not actually here now. We're in VR. VR VR. 
We, yeah. I could swear I was actually here. No, yeah. you're actually here. Check tested. We're in VR. Okay. Yes. But the, uh, so yeah, I watched a video uh, where guys were going through basically the entire catalog of Oculus things. All 30-something games. Yeah, and there was a lot of them where they're like, this is barely a game. This is like the thing I, this is like the tech demo I played at PAX. Yes. And then the, today I was watching, or yesterday I was watching the Vive thing, and it was very similar. Yeah. Only there's more of them. Because it's, I think it's easier to get things on Steam and call it VR. <laughs> it's, it, it's a 2D platformer that you play with a headset strapped to your face. Hmm. I don't think I've seen that yet. <laughs> That's what I assumed you meant. <laughs> well. So, somebody basically like went and like ripped off like Virtual Mario. It's Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. Yes. Flap VR. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll call me crazy. Just call me, call me crazy, William. But I'll, I'm gonna go out on a limb and suggest that a platformer works really well in VR. Hmm. <laughs> oh. mm. uh, I mentioned I did say 2D platformer. <laughs> That's a very specific <laughs> caveat. Yes. Yeah. What was that Wario World? Is that the game that came out on Virtual Boy? Uh, War- it was just called Virtual Mario. No, it wasn't Mario. It was, it was a Wario game. Yeah. And I don't know. It might have been. It wasn't Wario World. That was a Game Boy game. Oh. It might have been Wario World something colon something. It might be a subtitle. Virtual Virtua Tennis though. That was the thing. That was like the best game. But it was red. Everything was red. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so red. What do you see? Red. Red. Blood. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, Phil, you're the only one here who has VR capabilities. I am the VR, yes. <laughs> he's, he's the VR. <laughs> do you go? Do you, are you the VR? No, you're not the VR. I'm the VR. Uh, yes, this is true. I am very happy that the, the Oculus Rift is now out. Yeah. Um, and there are some, two, there are at least two really good launch titles, I think. Um, Eve Valkyrie, if you pre-ordered it. And, uh, yeah, this was actually the first game that I worked on, like, that I'm willing to put my name to, at least. First full-time game developer job. Uh, and that was uh, Lucky's Tale, and that's that's out. I mean, I, I've contracted on three things, but that's why I explained that caveat. But yeah, it's like, it was my first full-time position in games, and uh, I was uh, one of the two designers on Lucky's Tale. And it's getting some pretty good reviews. Uh, I think you know I'm, I'm I'm really happy about a lot of a lot of what a lot of what we're hearing out of like the the press but also i'm really excited about what reddit has to say because i feel like they're the most honest people because they're not beholden to anyone <laughs> so yeah. yeah but they're also like real players and not people who review games for a living and have well, they don't fun. they don't care if they hurt my feelings reddit, reddit doesn't and 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 most of them truth be told you know they i've seen a lot of positive stuff out of it and i'm really excited and uh you know that is 
we're I'm looking forward to what's next too, of course. Yeah, Lucky's Tale honestly looked like the one thing out of that lineup of Oculus games that looked like a like more than just a tech demo or like in the Eve Valkyrie's case, like an arcade game. Like Eve Valkyrie looked like I wasn't impressed at all with it. It 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 was a kind of a dog fighting game. Yeah, it I mean, looked it. I actually haven't had a chance to done a play it myself, uh, but from what I've seen, it looks really polished. Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it 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 scratches a very different itch, I think, than Lucky's Tale does. Yeah, of you know of the pack in titles. I thought Eve Valkyrie was going to be more of a space sim akin to, like a. I thought it was going to be a first person flight sim component to like the larger eve space but it looks mm-hmm. like it's like a, a wave-based dogfight yeah score game yeah and and i think that's good in a way because there's gonna be certain types of players who want to sit down and have their competitive itch scratched and they want you know and have a variable length set session of play um and i think that a cockpit shooter is probably the best way to have a first person vr experience if you're gonna especially you're gonna do something like a shooter yeah uh because i think like I still think first-person shooters are going to have a hard time getting leverage. I think room-scale VR is going to help out a lot, but you're not going to have, like... I mean, I'm not going to say you're not, but it's going to take some time, I think, before players can build up the the disconnect between what their inner ear expects and what your camera's doing when it comes to like playing games like, I don't know, like Unreal Tournament or something. I think that'll take some time. Um, but Lucky's Tale... Um, what we tried to do with it was make a uh, and, and I'm, I'm, what you what you said actually hits the nail on the head. I think we tried very hard to make it feel like here is a game, here is a polished game experience that doesn't feel like we're just being VR for the sake of being VR. And VR is an, a huge component of our game, and I think that until you try it, you don't really. N- you can't really understand what we're trying to do with it because 2D screenshots just don't communicate it. Yeah, and you guys made a launch trailer, and I was, the thing that I was most disappointed about with the launch trailer was that it gives you no sense of the VR component. It's yeah, it's actually very difficult to show that because it's like you know if they're watching it on YouTube, it's like here's this tiny window you don't actually see into the world, and whereas in VR you play the game, you're in the world, you are you know you're a part of it. Yeah, and you can affect it. You know, you can you can punch it with your face if you want to. Uh, Lucky will wave at you if you get too close. You, you know, if you put your face in too much uh, blocks, they'll get pushed over. You can actually push enemies off of platforms with your face. <laughs> it's like you are a part of the world, and that's something that it's hard to communicate in a not just in a trailer, but in anything that's like authored, because your sense of personal agency doesn't come across when you're when you're watching the game because it's one of those things you have to be there because just that the the subtle movements of like shifting your weight you know looking around you have absolute control of it. and 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 it just it's little things you don't realize it until you have that have that sense of presence that the value of vr really comes across and we, you know, we also try to make it you know just a fun game as well mm-hmm. um and we're we're super excited about everything that's not done yet like you know we did everything 
basically for every one thing we got into, into Lucky's Tale, there were 10 things we left on the whiteboard. And those are things that we want to go do. Um, and I think the same thing is true. I mean, you, you said a lot of games feel like demos right now. Uh, Playful, our studio, the studio that, that I work at, is uh, we, we've been working in VR since before, I think, most people or most studios or, you know, indie or otherwise were willing to put any investment into VR. So we, we, we had, I think, truthfully, about a year, a year long head start. And then, and I think that's going to be huge for us as a, you know, as a company, but uh, it gave us the opportunity to figure out and answer a lot of those hard questions about VR early on, which we then were able to translate into making a game. Um, and, and going back to the point is like, I, I think I can see the criticism that some, some titles that were released feel like, here's this VR thing we found and made a game around it. And I think the same thing is true of the indie games in general, though. I think, you know, some guys are like, hey, it's fun to have a sea urchin that explodes when light touches it. Let's make a game around that entire concept. And that's our one thing. Uh, that's, e- that's the easy thing to do these days. And it's what, it's what a lot of people get into. Um, and I'm saying that as a, not as a knock, but as a, it's just an, I think it's a, a symptom of our, the nascent quality of VR because everyone wanted to be there for launch. It, it, Took a little longer than I think everyone expected it to, but I do think that the next round of games, the things that don't that that didn't mad dash it to launch day, those are going to be some really profound titles. Um, well, yeah, that's kind of <clears throat> how I feel about most. Like you think about console hardware launches, like yeah, the things that are in the first round, like the launch day titles, are usually not super great and it takes a while for people to kind of get up to speed on the hardware yeah and understanding what they can do with it and like why it's interesting yeah i think an exception to that might be like like like, no i would say like that wasn't a launch title though when you look at when you look at like when you look at like what uh what people made with like the wii or the wii u it, Mm -hmm. it kind of like It was like Wii Sports, the 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 pack-in game was sort of the like, all right, here it is, and it never really progressed further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, th- I think that's a big thing is you have to, there's, there's a couple things to consider when you're working in like a nascent technology like this. We're going to run into the same thing, I think, when AR takes off, augmented reality versus virtual reality, or when we start dealing with new things like uh, light field uh, displays or things like that, which is, I think what magic leap is working on. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of crazy things are going to happen in the next couple of years, like hap- uh, touch controls, touch. Like, uh, so when in October, when PSVR comes out, it's going to have PlayStation move integrated. And then the Vive has uh, the wands integrated and they come with it. Um, Oculus touch is going to come out probably sometime late this year. Uh, that's going to be a whole new round of learning for everyone because if you look at PlayStation Move and Connect, most of those games, most of those systems weren't targeted by a lot of developers. And so you have a few people in the industry who understand how, you know, uh, kinetic movements feed into the games. And I, and I think like like Just Dance 
if they made a VR game, they'd kill it. And, and they do really fantastically at making a dancing game in VR because they, they already know a thing. They know, they know a lot of what players are going to do. I, th- I think like uh, as a rock band is going to be in VR. Yeah. There's a rock band VR. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know, but I don't think it's out yet, but that's going to be, I think that's going to be awesome because you know, it's, it's going to translate so well because they have a game pad that you, that you all, that you're already familiar with and you already kind of know how to use. And so that's going to be really nice. Um, so I think round two of Oculus games are going to be really profound. That's really what's going to make the platform shine. I think there's some really great titles out there right now. Like I, I, I'm really enamored with uh, Airmech, which is sort of a uh, top-down action shootery, uh, almost uh, tower defense game. Uh, you know, there's a couple of really cool things, and, and Kronos is really neat. I love the way that they handle camera movement. Um, and as a, so everyone's got like. And I think what my, my thesis here is like you're going to find a lot of really interesting titles and and mechanics that it's like, hey, this one thing is really cool. And, you know, they make, they leverage that and they really refine that and you get something really awesome out of it. And I think what you're going to start seeing is that because it's so new, we're going to start sharing ideas with one another, you know, consciously or not. Like, you know, someone's going to come along and say, hey, I love the way this, this camera movement here works. And I love the way these motion controls work in this game. And... <laughs> the way that they handle immersion in this game, mix those three things together and you're going to get a really solid title because, you know, we're all going to be, have, we're all going to have the opportunity to say, Hey, this guy knows what they're doing with this one thing. Let's borrow this idea and leverage it against our own ideas. Yeah. And I think that's true in like console development. I think yeah, it, showed I mean, through, it showed through with the Wii. Absolutely. <clears throat> that or there's going to be one game that does really well and then everybody just hates it. Yeah. It's, that everything's going to be everything uses batman combat everything's going to try to be a halo or a, yeah or a batman or something yeah we'll we'll get the halo or what have you for vr and you know right now i'm you know i I've, i feel pretty confident that uh it's going to come up sooner or later and you know i'd love it i'd love for that to be you know a lucky's tale style game but um are you know whether it's a a new one of those or you know you know something like that but you know it it is so new it is impossible to know what the next big thing is going to be for that or what like the thing like uh, two three years from now what everyone's going to want like you know uh vr shooter seven or something like that i think racing games are going to be huge for that uh we might even see some new genres just kick up like some some kind of genre that doesn't exist yet and I'm also really interested in seeing what social VR ends up being. Because uh, I think that's going to be a big thing. Uh, because, you know, you can play multiplayer games, but, you know, you don't really feel like you're in the same room with some people sometimes. And I think VR will let you do that. I want I want a VR superhero game. That's that's the one that I want. You could be... How about pro- Super F- Professor X Simulator? Super Professor X Simulator? Yeah, because you're in, you're in the wheelchair. <laughs> And you use the uh, motion controls to uh, wheel so, yeah, yourself. Yeah, to wheel forward. yourself around, or like yeah. push the little joystick forward. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that's a freebie. Uh, whoever wants to make that one, if you can get Marvel's permission, I mean. I saw somebody uh, playing a game where you shoot uh, like a harpoon kind of thing, and like move yourself around via the harpoon. Yeah. And I thought, man, what a cool like if you got that like 
action mixed with the motion control things in VR, like it could make a really cool Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in that thread, uh, are are they familiar with the climb? I've heard of it. The uh, yeah, Crytek, Crytek, thing? yeah. Crytek made a game where you use uh, the touch controls to climb a wall or climb a, a cliff, actually, use, using the motion. And you like, you you'd reach up, grab a ledge, and pull yourself up just by pulling your hand down. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I saw, uh, oh, I saw in the Vive video I watched somebody play a little bit of Job Simulator. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Dead and Buried looks really good. Um, that's a kind of a gunslinger kind of game. Mm. Yeah, you think with the word dead and it's like immediately zombie, but no. Um, I, I just imagined it was clawing your way out of a coffin. I would play that game. <laughs> it's just I that scene from Kill alive, Bill. The simulator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They make you put the rift on and you, get, you lay down on your back and you use the touch controls to punch up at the coffin. Yes. And there's literally just a board in front of you and you just like are punching this board yeah. over and over and over again. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> It's like let's let's play the game where we you know we don't do jump scares but we we just harass your psyche with whatever phobia you have. Spider, spider simulator seven thousand. Spider's on the face. Covered oh, in scorpions. Go- oh my god, <laughs> covered in scorpions. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or or you know what's really gonna be great is like uh, a virtual desktop. Uh huh. Have you seen? Have you guys seen this this thing? No. This this isn't even a game. Uh, this doesn't is, sound like it. it. It's called virtual desktop. What it does is it mirrors your computer's desktop into VR, and it like lets your wallpaper continue beyond past your your desktop space. And you know you can have 3D windows. You can watch 3D videos in it, like windowed and all that. And so it's like watching a 3D movie. You can like have the window. And there's also like the movie. And I I thought okay, I'm gonna say this. I thought it was utter crap, and and kind of silly to have a virtual movie theater. Uh-huh. And I'm with you. But when I <laughs> it, but I, tr- and... I sat I sat down at my computer at work and tried out the virtual movie theater that ships with the Rift. Uh-huh. It, it's surreal. It actually cuz it it it's not as, just as a virtual anything would be. Right? Well, yeah. well okay. Can you turn but... to the left and Snoop Dogg's there? No, you you have it yourself, I guess. You're you're there? It's just you in the movie theater. Yeah, it's just you sitting in the middle of the movie theater. Okay. And where in the movie theater are you? Are in, you, you in the you have a good seat. seat? You have a good seat. Okay. It's a good seat <laughs> You're not like front row, far left. Yeah. I think you <laughs> probably, ah! you probably <laughs> Why could. Why did I pay so long to buy tickets? <laughs> but it's actually really awesome because I, I, I tried it. I just said, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll watch Vimeo through yeah. this thing because that's what it was hooked up to. And I sat down and like, I'm at my computer at work. This was like Friday afternoon. I sat down, looked up at it, and I looked around, looked left, right, up and down. Holy crap. I actually, like, because of the positional tracking, because of uh, the rotate, you know, the accuracy and all that, uh, I actually, truth be told, thought I felt like I was there. And, you know, until I looked down, I realized either I'm really tiny and, and, and invisible or something. But, you know, it's the sacrifices in life. <laughs> for a good I'm seat. naked. Yeah. So, someone speak my pocket <laughs> but <laughs> what kind of theater is this but truth truth be told if if i was like on a plane and i wasn't like i had no one to talk to or anything like that uh-huh. or anything like that i actually think that's gonna be huge because if it's like 
being able to feel so like you you're... get this like five thousand dollar computer that can run vr yeah you strap the oculus to it inside the plane well there you go well you, you know you know that the uh the gear vr can do that too oh yeah yeah that's the thing that's the samsung like, thing yeah. yeah but here's the thing and this this is this is a little touch it's a small touch that actually makes it feel worthwhile because it, it was, smell it, like popcorn that too but um you would <laughs> and, think... and occasionally it's just you hear just a <clears throat> like behind you just <clears throat> <laughs> well i was gonna say you would think it's it's just a a 3d model with the movie put on top of it or like on a screen they actually do this kind of neat thing where they figure out what the color of the light is mm-hmm. in a given region and it was so it was such a little thing but i was looking over there and i saw like the the walls and the seats down in like the corners like they would get illuminated from the front side with like the the ambient light color what was on the screen oh and so it you know that that just that little atmospheric lighting effect could you turn around and see the projector the projector Uh, i think i could i don't remember exactly if it was showing the video or not but there was a light back there yeah because that would be like double points if you could look and see like the upside down reflection in the yeah on the the glass yeah I, I, I'm actually impressed with the idea of being in a virtual movie theater. I thought it, I sincerely thought it was going to be like totally worthless, so, but it's not. So the extra neat thing you mentioned, like watching that on a plane, that's like double on top of, of having headphones on, like putting headphones on and then having a thing covering your mm-hmm. entire face is like double. Don't talk to me. kind of. It story. really is. But also you don't have to worry about who's sitting next to you anymore. <laughs> Just don't turn your head and like start pecking at them, trying to get that right. <laughs> trying to get the popcorn. Yeah, try. <laughs> <laughs> like, like somebody tries to start a conversation with you on the airplane, and it's like <clears throat> headphones <clears throat> thing completely covering my field of vision. So, so okay, you're not going to do this with the Rift necessarily, but so I I actually was at I managed to get to the get into the uh, a party at GDC surprise barbecue. Uh, it was it was a surprise that got into the party. Oh. Was there barbecue? No. Oh. Wait. Huh? There were sandwiches. Oh, that's no. <laughs> no. Anyway, so I got this part, and I was talking to this guy about VR, and he's like, you know, I got the Gear VR. I thought I would never use it, but and the, you know, I hadn't actually. I don't have a Gear VR. <laughs> but I'm at this party. Total bummer. All they've got is sandwiches. Boo. <laughs> No, thankfully he didn't. He didn't say it helps me avoid people. No, he didn't. (laughs) No, no, he was telling me he's he's like I got the Samsung Gear VR two or whatever it is now, and he's got the S six or S seven, and he's like, you know, I was ashamed to admit it, but now I'm not. It's like I pooped on top of the Mount Everest. (laughs) Was he wearing that? Was he telling me he's using the? the, He's using it when he's in the bathroom now. Oh, so he just. He just poops in exotic places now. Okay. I thought that was like an app or something. Like there was like a literal poop on Mount Everest app. Yeah. No, no. I think I think the movements have to be real for it to feel authentic. Uh-huh. Although that is actually a problem with Mount Everest. There's People been, poop on it. Yeah, I've heard so that. There's been so many tourists going up like to climb Mount Everest. There's just frozen poop everywhere. Yeah, it's like covered in frozen human waste now. And covered in frozen human from the sound of it, because you can't go rescue those bodies. Yeah, there are there, there are dead people there. They died the way they pooped on the mountain. On the mountain. 
all I have to say, I'm 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 super stoked about VR, and and I I am excited about not just what's out there now because I think there's a lot of really good things. And if you get a rift or if you get a vibe, I don't think it matters. I think we're all in the same. And I think that we're at this weird, awesome part of our industry's growth where it's not like Sega versus Nintendo. It's not like any of that. It's we're all invested in trying to see this medium take off. And right now we're all friends, like no matter what you get. And so it's like, I'm, I'm just excited to see what, what Valve puts out. I'm excited to see what Oculus, like, who what other games come out for that and i am crazy excited about what playstation vr is going to be in october and until microsoft gets a vr then then they'll be in well they, they <laughs> the great unifier no uh they they've got the hololens and that's a different sort of beast that's a ar yeah i haven't had a chance to try that one out yet but i've heard it's pretty cool that will make the spiders in the face program even more. Horrible. Yeah, because it's, because yeah. it's the real world with with virtual spiders. <laughs> virtual flying spiders. Your face. Virtuous spider. Yeah. I love it. We should make that. No. Like, good. I'm, that's a good answer because I would have said no. <laughs> I said, "What's wrong with you? Don't agree with me on this." You know, at work they keep threatening to put spiders in the game. Yeah. 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 When I was working on Lucky's Tale. Anytime, I, anytime someone did, you know, they decided they were going to mess with me or if I said something they didn't like, they just look at me and say, I'm going to put spiders in the game. And they would get our programmer, who could do this, because he was basically our only programmer for most of the development. They'd say, Evan. He's like, yes. And they'd say, put spiders in the game. He's like, I already did. <laughs> I just have a Boolean to, sw- to flip. Yeah. Turn on all the spiders. Fill, uh, fill time equals true. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to make like spider bears or something like that, where if you like drop on a bear, it explodes into spiders or something. Ah, that's hideous. <laughs> but they're like realistic looking spiders and not the cartoony. Looking I don't ones. know. I never saw the art. <laughs> they told me they made it. I have. It, I don't think it's in the game, though. See, I kept thinking, like, looks like a realistic spider crawling along the front of the screen so you think there's a spider in the head oh yeah and it's like kind oh, of it's blurry. like a video of spiders like over yeah. both eyes yeah it's, it's like, like oh yeah. my god you think oh there's a spider man <laughs> and you rip your thing out and like start like messing with your hair because you think the spider's in your face now that's yeah. what i want that's what i was gonna you do. want that that's you want that yeah. he wants oh. he wants that for like other people yeah oh, he wants okay that, okay and that's like a thing you run in the background while you are like showing off your oculus to people you're like oh yeah try this out try out the thing here let me load up uh let me load up lucky's tail for you yeah and in the background you're running like spider mastermind and it's like he puts them on and as soon as they put them like you wait a few minutes and there's a key on the keyboard you can press that unleashes the spider right and then it, and you just run your fingers along their scalp afterward while they're wearing the ribs, you, like, you like <laughs> you do like this. You just go like a little, just a little tickle, a little tickle on the neck, right? And they're like, <laughs> "What was that?" And then spider. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what my plan was. Well, yeah. I am I'm thankful to know that, or to say that that's not as far as I know in our game. Yeah. Well, yes, but yes, but someone's gonna do it. That, that's the other game that I would make would be some kind of like. You know, psychological horror game <laughs> yeah. where things like that happen. <laughs> it's just called Spider Face. Wait, you know, it's can, just can pleasant. You some kind of vibration. 
on the Oculus? No, there's on no. The I'm saying that would be there's no that motor would be the it. best. Is like you make like a hornet thing and it vibrates and there's just like a hornet in there and just like it's like oh my god. Yes. <laughs> well, what you do at that point is you uh, is you like just make the headphones play like hornet buzzing so that mm-hmm. it sounds like there's a hornet on your head. Yeah. Yeah. Bees, bees in your face. Bees, the bees. game. Bees. Yeah, it's a it's a bee beatbox where it goes bees, bees, bees. So your game is that was is, a bad joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is your game just like views of pleasant scenery, and then suddenly you get attacked by bees? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a very good VR. This is a static image. <laughs> It's oh, like is it rendered in stereoscopy? Bees. Bees. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Not the bees. Yeah. They're in my eyes. <laughs> oh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, the horror ga- the horror gaming genre, like, there's a lot of opportunity for, for that in VR to, like, be actually scary and yeah. not just, oh, there's a dark corner, so clearly a monster's going to show that's like that reminds me of that as long as it's not jump scares i think jump scares are going to be frowned upon because they're cheap and well the new scare needs to be like like suddenly making you motion sick by like making the stereoscopy like not work quite right (laughs) (laughs) yeah now i do i absolutely i actually agree with that i think that there's going to be there's going to be a market for games that play with your sense of perception and you know like if game games and or experiences that simulate what it'd be like to be on a drug trip or something, I think are gonna be a big thing. Now, I do think jump scares are how you I think those are betrayals of the player, particularly in VR. The reason I say that is because in order to get a player immersed or to make them feel, you know, if you want to be afraid, I think the un- unease is a better emotion. Well, yeah, it's much better like I wouldn't just yeah you don't you don't just aside from the spider one in the in your headset thing yeah yeah but no you, what you do is you is you have them be in a room where you're backlit and then you see a shadow to the side and every time you turn the shadow moves and you can never turn your head enough to see the thing yeah and you keep turning and turning you try and find it and it keeps running out of your field of vision yeah yeah and I, just just to emphasize the jump scare thing I I think you can get to do it exactly once but then. You you also have to be very aware of how a person's going to react in these situations. Like if you put if you put a jump scare on somebody, you know, like let's use let's use a real game example. You're playing like or you're watching like a scary flash movie. Do people, do people still do that now? Um, the Flash the movie, <laughs> yeah. If, you know, anim- animation on the internet, whatever. A YouTube oh, uh, Here's a pretty kitten, and then later, like a zombie. Yeah, and it's like this kitten. Yeah, wants it's like the girl from the ring pops up. Put your face like, near the screen so you can get a kiss from the kitty, and then like, <laughs> you know, and then you you see videos of people, you know, jumping and getting up out of their seats and all that, right? Yeah. Imagine that in VR. You can't see the real world when you're wearing the headset. People will hurt themselves, and that's a bad thing. And that actually actually hurts the medium. And so if you're going to do a jump scare or something, to actually someone jump up out of their seat or something. You have to flailing. tie them to a chair. Yes, tie them, to the, <laughs> tie them to the chair first. But I think that's a, that's a thing. It's like you have to be aware of people hurting themselves. It has to be a safe place. Or it has to feel safe enough that they can pull themselves out of the rift before they freak out. Yeah. 
And if they feel safe going in, then you can double scare them. <laughs> I, That's the truth. You know, you know, you know they didn't get them good. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to put that warning out there for you know anyone who listens as a VR developer, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, there's gonna be some hilarious ass videos put on the internet, people lo- jumping out of their skin, and you know probably tripping on the cord and everything, but. It, it it you don't want to do that. Trying to well, get the gonna, spider off it's, their head. It's, just, it's going to happen. We'll it's going to happen. Like, we'll have the urban legend of the guy who like who like who hung himself by accident. Yeah, because it'll it's like the old woman who smashed her TV with the Wii mode, right? Like you're gonna have that stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so or like that Orkin commercial. Do you remember the Orkin commercial where they had the roach crawl on the screen? Oh yeah, yeah. I was like seconds away from throwing my shoe at the TV, and then I was like, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's be reasonable. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah. So that, I think that's going to be a thing. I think scary games are going to be more cerebral. I hope so because scary games right now are really lame. <laughs> yes, they're more like just a comedy. Or I think you and I are playing very different sadness. horror games. No, it's the same one. Yeah, it's the same. What are you what, playing? Sonic Lost World. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay. Do they have Big the Cat in that one? I don't know. I can't get far enough. Is that wait? Which one? That's not Sonic Boom, is it? No. Which? Yeah. No Boom. boom. <laughs> I don't. Even, I can't even bring myself to get Sonic Boom. What is Sonic Lost World? I haven't even. It's heard the of one that's is that the one like. Does what? he turn into a wolf in that one? No, that's Unchained. <laughs> or Unleashed or something. Uh huh. No, Sonic Lost World is the Super Mario Galaxy ripoff. What? First of all, I'm st- I'm still stuck on. Am I just, turns you into are, a wolf? Yeah, yeah a werehog actually. What? Yeah. Oh, I was trying to figure out like he's a were hedgehog. Yes, point. he's a werehog. Well, he's a hog wolf. No, he's not a he's not a wolf. But I mean, or hedge hedge wolf. But no, he's a werehog. No, but were sense. means man. No. It doesn't make any yes. sense. Yes. Because. <laughs> Not when he's a hog of a wolf. That's why you don't put were in front of it. But he's. Because werewolf means he's man wolf. He's a werehog. This game is but years old now. He's already, like. But he's he's already an animal. Human hedgehog. He, no, he's already a furry. Yeah, yeah he's already. The same as being a human hedgehog. What the hell is a human hedgehog? <laughs> Sonic is. He's no, he's not. That's a werehog. He wears shoes. He has a no, thumb. No, He is already he's a, a lightning no, no, of he, a hedgehog. No, he's not. Well, no, because... He's he, a furry. There's a difference. He, he's an anthropomorphized he's hedgehog. A furry is a human wearing a costume. No, you're talking like he's a man who became a hedgehog. He is an anthropomorphic hedgehog. Yeah. Right. But he's not a werehog. He's not a werehedgehog. He's not a half-human hedgehog. So he's a lycanthrope. No, no, he was never a human. There's, Sonic there was never there a human. There's no lycanthrope okay. thing happening. Doctor Robotnik did not do some sort of Doctor Moreau like experiments on right. a guy named. We don't know his full origin. Jeffrey Sonicopolis, and then there's he turned him into Sonic the Hedgehog. There's definitely humans in that. Although I will yeah. commit that to canon, <laughs> if that's what it takes. Just, just. Write it to Archie Comics. There's yeah, definite, they'll do it. There's definite full humans in the world. Right. Yeah. And full animals, and he is in between. Right. Yes. But that's who he is on the evolutionary but he's scale. Not like a monster of science. No, he's or, not a monster of science. No. Not that we know of. Now no. he has come in contact with the Chaos Emeralds on several occasions. Yeah, but he was already Sonic the Hedgehog then. 
Yeah. He well, that we he know. wasn't like some kind of weird hedgehog that like we don't have with the crystal. We don't have any kind of like prequel how, to Sonic One. No, he kind of have. Well, how many of these human monsters are there? Human monsters? What do you mean? Well, like the animal monster <laughs> furry mo- things, right? There's Sonic. There's, there's Sonic. Okay. There's there, Tails. Miles, Tails per hour. Those, yeah, those are the same person. Uh, so there's Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Knuckles. Amy, Big the Cat. Um, I don't know. Big the Cat's way... Well, I guess he does have hands. Sonic, <laughs> okay. Tails, Knuckles. Uh, and Big then the there's cat, uh, the, the bat. There's, there's the, the Chaotix crew, which the is... The Bat Chick. Uh, rogue, rogue. Rouge. Shadow, the evil hedgehog. But he's different. He doesn't count. How does he not count? <laughs> he actually is. Hear me out. You're going to love this one. He actually is a science experiment. Okay. Well, but is he like a clone of Sonic? No. What is he? He, he was a science experiment to create, I'm not shitting you, the ultimate life form. So he's Mewtwo. He, he's not even Mewtwo. Mewtwo was a clone of Mew. So, well, but they had to have some genetic material no, to start him. No, they never, they never specify that, but they don't. at no point do they say he's a clone of Sonic. So is he like the fifth element? Is, is yeah. Shadow the Hedgehog the fifth element? Shadow the Hedgehog is basically the fifth element in that he was created with a purpose, and it just happened to turn out that the ultimate life form is a hedgehog. An anthropomorphic hedgehog. Yes. Okay. So that still leaves us a six, and you said there was one more? Well, there's, there's the whole Chaotix crew, which is like Vector, uh, the gecko, or the alligator, whatever he is. Um, there's, okay, well, there, there, there's a chameleon, a bee, a, an alligator. A bee? Yeah. Um, and then there's... What is this from? There's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of characters. Like, there's this weird rabbit character. Oh, creature that lives there's, oh cr- cream the cream the uh the, the rabbit uh there's trying, a lot i was trying to see if there's some weird connection where there's like seven anthropomorphic monsters and seven chaos no okay so that doesn't matter no there's more than seven but there are also like non anthropomorphic animals because right. those are the there's, ones you release there's like little robots rab- yes. but most of them are birds and rabbits and stuff yeah yeah well, but why is he capturing all those animals? And it's not to use them as his robot creations. Yes, yes, it is. Is it? Yes. yes. Because whenever you kill a robot, it turns into a bunny. It, yeah, well, there's, but there's not even actually turning him into one. What it is is like they even show this. They show a video of it happening in Sonic Lost World. Um, the implantation. Yeah, of the... they show him as like he's got this little rabbit and like this little claw arm, and it's like puts it in this little like glass ball and puts it into a robot, and it robot powers up. Basically, the robots run off their life energy or something. Oh God! And but they're they're not becoming the robots; they're just in the robots. So they're kind of like the Matrix, like yeah, batteries. it's it's the Matrix. Oh, what virtual world do you think that bunny experiences while he's inside the robotic? Chicken? Mostly just gears whirring and loud noises and darkness. So that they don't have VR in the Sonic. World. Probably not. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that the animals breaking out the other animals, like the anthropomorphic animals, are probably Dr. Robotnik experiments. Wait, what? The animals? Yeah. No. Sonic. no. Yeah, Sonic and the, no. and the other ones. Yeah. No. yeah. No, they're not. I think it's safe to assume. <laughs> no, they're different. But, okay. I'm going to argue with you on this one because Dr. Eggman did not make Sonic. But there's a game... He where did he, make Metal Sonic. There's not a game in which he says he clearly did not in 25, make Sonic. <laughs> the, the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. 
Maybe it was Dr. Robotnik Sr. that made it. Mm, it's yeah. called, he's Dr. Eggman, guys. Not in the game I played. Yeah, what game Dr. are you Robotnik. playing? Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. The Hedgehog. He's Dr. Eggman in like every game. That oh, was it. No, he's Dr. Eggman in Sonic Adventure. You, that's what his name has always been, though. No. 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 Yes. Check the manuals. Well, in the, okay. In the, oh, I'm not going to argue with the English and Japanese version. Dr. Robotnik's bean, Mean Bean Machine was named after him. Yeah, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Anyway, whatever. It, Checkmate. He, he didn't make them. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't make them. And just just because they never say he didn't is like is like saying <laughs> it's just he, where do they come from, Phil? Where do the animal people come from? So, okay, okay. Actually, I have evidence. I actually have evidence that Robotnik did not make the the animal people. <laughs> Here's a quote from Doctor Robotnik denying all <laughs> all responsibility for creating Sonic no, the Hedgehog. No, I got this. I got this. Okay. In Sonic Adventure. Yes. Which we agree is not canon. No, it is, it is <laughs> canon. Even though Dr. Robotnik apparently changes his name in that game. Changes no, his name to no. Dr. Eggman. Oh my god. It's canon. <laughs> this is canon. Uh-huh. He could not possibly have made the animal people because... Because you see a flashback to several hundred years ago before Robotnik was born. Uh-huh. And you see a bunch of like Aztec Mayan uh, parody uh, <laughs> <laughs> echidna people. Uh huh. There's like hundreds of them. They had a whole society. A society of like Knuckles ancestors? Yes. And they the all hum- sing rap? Yes. So hmm. they existed before Robotnik. But there's a game where he gets lycanthropy and becomes a wolf. Werehog. There's no wolf. They they never say wolf. Hedge wolf. Does he get wolf-like features? I don't... He's beastly. I don't really call him wolf-like. Does he howl? Does he transform in the moonlight? Yes, he transforms in the moonlight. Does he get a tail? No. I thought he had a tail. He becomes a stretchy werehog. Tails has the tails. No. <laughs> he like a second tail. No, he becomes a stretchy werehog. He gets like really stretchy arms and can punch things at a distance. Punch things so he gets, in the like, distance? Dolls punches? Yeah, he gets dolzine power. Mm. And oh oh interestingly, it you were you had a theory that they were made by the Chaos Emeralds. Funny enough, Sonic gets his unleashed werehog powers from the Chaos Emeralds. Because in the intro of that game, he had the seven Chaos Emeralds and went supersonic and was, you know, so he's all like Super Saiyan and stuff. And he's going around tearing crap up in space. And then Eggman's like, I have my new thing and shoots him with a laser and it like pulls the crystals out of him. And apparently that's a bad, you know, you don't pull someone out of supersonic, you don't pull someone out of the Matrix. And it like left some like nonsense up with him. And so now, he, for that, for the duration of that game, he had supersonic werehog thing. I sound like I play these games a lot, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> you, you seem to know too much about the Sonic universe for also not knowing that his name was originally Dr. Robotnik. It, it's not original. It was, that's what they chose for the English games. It was always Dr. Eggman. 
Uh, I don't know. His Wikipedia page says his name is Dr. Ivo Eggman, in quotes, Robotnik. Yeah, it's a nickname. Right, so his name's Dr. Robotnik. No! <laughs> I'm right? sorry, but my Sega Genesis did not print a redaction that said it was actually Dr. Eggman. Because they did that back then? <laughs> I was like, sorry guys, we, we gotta pull this one back in. Uh, it's, uh, it's Eggman. Yeah. Anyway, regardless of that, he's called Eggman in all the current games. He was Robotnik in the cartoons as well. Which we also agree are not canon. <laughs> Uh, the Saturday morning, uh, ABC Sonic the Hedgehog is canon-ish as far as the Archie comics go, which are still ongoing. Huh. Yuji Naka explained that Robotnik is the character's true last name, while Eggman is a nickname taken after his shape. You win. Wow, I feel like everybody cares way too much about oh, this topic man. at this point. <laughs> I was just trying to unearth the mysteries of the werehog. <laughs> a werehog sounds like something, like a human that turns into a pig. No, that that is what it would be. But they've co-opted the terminology. Because where now just means transforms into suffix. To be fair, it's made by... It's made by in, in Japan. I don't expect them to get it right all the time with English. <laughs> yeah. They can't always be on top of things. Yeah, I'm always curious to to thinking about like how how our stuff gets translated into other countries. Yeah. And like well, so, like what gets lost there and like what what stupid what stupid things like we've run into. Angrish is like, alive and well still, I, also. I don't even want to think about it, because I write so many puns. I'm like, no, only English people will, will ever get this joke. Yeah. And only people, English people that know American idioms will get this joke. Yeah. Like, we've got so many, like, uh, notes in our translation, like, grid that we send over about, like, this is a reference to this po- American pop culture thing. This is a reference to this other thing. This is a pun Based off of this other thing, like this, this is wordplay for this dumb thing here. You know, so many notes to localization about like, yeah, and all if, of our and localization our, guys. You know, they have to go through and convert it into something that sounds humorous. They have to do almost as much writing as the writers do sometimes because they have to like fit it. Yeah, if they're going to attempt to do it. Yeah, uh, the the game I was like one of the games I worked on, like the the bad guy. You know, it was called the corrupted, and I had the Russian translators asking me for a different word because apparently Russians don't have a word for corruption, which explains a lot of things to me <laughs> <laughs> about their current state. <laughs> you like, call them the Putins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then the Russian translator was never heard from again. <laughs> Yeah, apparently he got exposed to the energy of Dark Gaia, and that transformed him into allowing him to have the Werehog powers. The were the Werehog, Dark Gaia. I don't know, man. I, you know, I that wish... Sonic games go places that they do. They that get I don't care to venture. <laughs> you know, 
there's many, the second onion, there's many layers of lore in the Sonic universe. There are, but yeah. also... And Big I, the Cat's at the center of all of it. Big! <laughs> hey, Foggy! Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have been in the room when they pitched this idea. <laughs> what, the werehog thing? Yes. Yeah. He's like, you know Sonic, but do you know him stretchy? Was the, like, how do they pitch this? Was, That's what I want to know. Was the werehog thing before or after Twilight Princess? Uh, after? After? I want to say. Yeah, it was after. Okay. Because, man, yeah, that, that pitch, what, I, I was reading an article where the guy was talking about the pitch for transforming Link into a, into a dog, and the, the, the pitch was basically going to... Uh, Miyamoto or whatever and being like I don't know we're kind of out of ideas <laughs> what if he turned into a dog or something yeah <laughs> no uh, well that explains that game too yeah yeah but which was... I actually played the, I the, bought it for Wii U the non-dog parts were like they felt like a Zelda like it felt like a it felt like Zelda 64 yeah, it was Zelda 64, except every new item they added to the game was, here's a gimmick to literally use for one dungeon, one time, and then you're done. Yeah, that's true. But that's kind of how they got. Like, I only played through the... Uh, well, there's a few, like, hookshot you always use to, like, kind of, you know, metro- metroid your way to new areas. Mm-hmm. And and to some extent bombs, but it's like hookshot, bomb, and boomerang. Like those are the three things you really need. And uh, oh, and the the bow, right? But uh, it, yeah. But they couldn't. They they didn't even make the other things into weapons that were useful outside. Like the only one that was maybe kind of useful in Twilight Princess was the weird spinny gear thing. Because there were some times where stuff would spawn up out of the ground, and if you spinny geared, you could just kill them all instantly whenever they're coming up out of the ground. Because I can't remember what they were. They were like little worms or something that came out of the ground, and you could. Because it did like. Was that the thing you rode around on? Yeah, because it did like an area attack sort of on the ground, and that was it. But like, how about, you know, if you make this weird like wand thing that like possesses the pottery. And makes it walk around that you make one that's maybe like a giant that you command and like attack people with or something. But like, they just, it's like literally, it was just a weird, stupid key. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Like, I, it could have just literally been a key. So that's why it turned into a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get very far in Wind Waker because I couldn't... Stand the boat part? I couldn't stand the boat. I couldn't stand the sailing. That was too monotonous. But also, I, I hated the character art. Like, for every character, it looked awful. But... uh Was that the one for Wii? Yes. Yeah. GameCube, actually. GameCube. It was for GameCube. GameCube. Skyward Sword was the one for Wii. So was Twilight Princess. Well, that was for GameCube. First. I got it. I got it for GameCube. It's for both. Came out for both at the same time. <clears throat> I thought. Yeah, 
But Sky, Skyward Princess they kind of was uh, only for Wii. Yeah. I never played that one. I never played it either. I've heard it. I've heard it's like one of the least liked ones too. Yeah, I kind of fell off the horse as far as playing anything Nintendo. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped playing Nintendo stuff after the Wii was announced. Basically, <laughs> I have a Wii U. I, I enjoy it. It's good. Mario games are actually been really good these days. Except you know three except for maybe Mario Maker because that's only as good as what you make or what other people make for it really. Yeah, it seemed like that was as good as the social experience you could get around it was. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you don't if you don't have that specific series of interactions where you're either playing somebody's level that you know or you are making are making a level for somebody you know, then it's not as interesting. Yeah. But I, I really enjoy Super Mario 3D World. Is that the top-down one? Uh, yeah. Or the three-quarter view or whatever? Yeah. So, so Mario Makers, you make levels for other people to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Mario Paint for Wii U, which is really what I feel like they were going to make it. But then they like it seemed like they changed their mind halfway through and just said, let's just make this one part of the game. I just I just feel like make, like surely people made total troll levels where it's like max... It, the entire game is minimum space, maximum distance, cliff jumps with forced scrolling screen. Oh, yeah. there's way yeah. worse stuff than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if you think that's a troll, like, there's stuff where you can only beat it by performing certain exploits in order to actually, like, trick, like, mess with the how, how stuff actually, like, interacts with yeah, each the other. Yeah, the only requirement I think you actually have as far as putting a level up there is you have to actually have beaten it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if, if you beat it with like one of those like program the controller kind of tools. I guess if you have that, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you could rig up some kind of tool assisted run inside of for like frame accurate jumps and stuff, <laughs> that would still count, and it would let you upload it. Perfect. Yeah, you just have to actually. But there are also ones that's like I, I got really frustrated trying to play it because I'd go online and try to play other people's levels, and like all like twenty five of the top one hundred levels are "Don't Touch the Controller" titled. Yeah. And it's like, what? You, you just play it, and then you play it, and it's like, oh, I I just don't touch the controller, and then I win. So it's like somebody made kind of like a weird, like, a little uh, device sort of thing. Yeah. You just kind of watch it play. Yeah. That's interesting, but that's not what I want to do with that game. Right. <laughs> yeah, you play yeah. it, and you watch Mario bounce around, and it plays like the Legend of Zelda theme because of, like, you hit music boxes, and then you hit the end, and you're like, oh, that was cute. Yeah, I think that is a representative of like the state of like where a lot of where the social aspect of video games is going, where it's like a lot of people don't even play games; they just watch other people play games for them. You're just so he, you're just talking about that South Park episode. What? I don't know what I'm talking about the South Park you, episode. You are talking about streaming, right? I mean, there's there's definitely that. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. The, the the South Park episode with Pew Pew PewDiePie. PewDiePie. You don't know what I'm talking about? Uh when you mentioned that, I recognized that that was an episode. I remember it, but but I didn't watch it. Like I haven't you watched. Watch that episode. You will really enjoy it because it's basically literally what you just said, and you're exactly Stan in that situation. 
I think there's something to be said about I was like why okay and I, I think there's there's two ways to look at it. I have two minds. Watching someone play the game if they're playing competitively is like watching sports. Boring. It can be. Case in point. Certainly can be. Case in point. But the at the other end of it, I I'm never going to play football. Uh huh. I have a slightly more than passing interest in watching any team sport on TV in that, oh, I've heard this guy's name before. He's supposed to be good, right? And then I get to see him tackled or something. I don't know. Um, I don't do sports. Like, I, I don't actually watch any sports, but a large number of people do. And if watching someone play Counter-Strike or Team Fortress competitively is anything like that, then I understand. Because I think games are more interesting than sports. But I'll never play those sports. Even if I even if I was inter- interested in watching it, I'd probably never play it. But if there's a game I know I'm never going to play, I might be interested in watching someone else play it. Like, I might watch someone play a scary game. Like, I might watch them play Soma or something. If I'm not going to play it myself. Uh-huh. But I think that there's a... It's a disservice to the medium when we start treating it that way. If, if we think about it solely that way. Think about and what? Do Wait. I, if we think about video games solely as, as something a medium, to be watched. as something to be watched. Yeah, because games I think are, that's inherently antithetical to video games. Well, I think my point is, it's like, if you treat it like a sport, it's not a thing. It's not a problem. If you treat it like a performance or something like that, sure. But if you treat it like a medium, if you treat it like uh, a piece of work, like a body, like a, if you treat it like a body of work, like a book or a movie, or even a CD album. It's a disservice to watch someone else play it because you're not getting the full effect that the author intended. Did you just say CD album? Whatever. <laughs> uh, CDs were a thing when I was a kid. Shut up. They're still technically a thing. But I think that's the thing. I think it's the difference. Is like, do you see it as something that is that that could be treated as a spectator sport for appreciation of the skill that goes into it, or do you watch it? Just so you you kind of have you can take out the guesswork and not actually play the game and then treat it like a lesser thing, because if you watch someone play it and they play you know whether they're giving their commentary or not with the silent silent playthrough or not, it diminishes the medium because it becomes nothing more than a video, than a movie. And so I think there is a there is an upshot to it and a downshot. Like I don't watch League of Legends, I don't play League of Legends, but I understand people watch it. Mm-hmm. They Twitch stream that. That to me is fine because you're not missing anything. Well, but that was also designed as an esport, right? Esport games, I think, are fine to stream. Like, watching somebody play Fallout is like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watching someone play Fallout makes it a lesser thing, but watching someone play a game that's designed to be an esport absolutely so, is fine, in my opinion. I think it depends on what the game is. I um. I have a hard time watching uh, e-sports stuff. That's primarily because I don't find enjoyment watching, well, people play competitive video games because I, I will watch, uh, I'll, I'll watch footage from like physical sports games. Uh, but to me, that's more interesting because I find the f- like physicality and athleticism impressive. Yeah. Or, like, I watch basketball because I 
play basketball on the weekends. Well, well, I, I value being a sloven fat dude, and if I played sports, that would go against my my makeup. So yeah, I might watch someone play it, but uh, I'm not getting out there. What? I'm maybe, good. Maybe it wasn't you, but I thought it was. Maybe it wasn't you, but I thought somebody posted. Is it step mania of like some guy doing crazy impossible keyboard pushes with step mania, where he's like, like literally like pressing like more than like a thousand, like he's he's pressing like ten keys a second or something like that on like a step mania video. I mean, I don't remember posting that, but that does sound like ridiculous, or like watching somebody play DDR like. at a high level, like that's crazy, right? And so I think like I got I got entertainment watching that because I think probably it is like a freak show. It's like an inhuman level of skill to do certain things like that, and that yeah. But I don't get that from the Dota or League stuff that I watch, right? But also, right. I don't I don't see any of the actual like player interaction, uh-huh. and I don't have an appreciation for the rules of those games. Yeah, right, I think that's part of it. Yeah, if I start watching a hockey game, I wouldn't know what's going on. Yeah, but that you can still enjoy like people punching each other, right? I can still enjoy watching someone play League of Legends, but I don't. Like I, Unless I understand the mechanics of that game, I can't enjoy it. But with sports outside of golf, I like there are... So, and, and NASCAR. NASCAR. Golf, NASCAR, and soccer. If I'm watching like football or some like very limited amounts of baseball mm-hmm. hockey like baseball can have some highlight reel stuff that's pretty cool i yeah uh, I'm, I'm with you on this because like hockey ball- or basketball like seeing a wicked dunk in basketball is like that's cool yeah. everybody thinks that's cool yeah right well it is cool but then like somebody like clicks the right thing at the right time in dota and it's like all right you definitely did that yeah you- like well, I, I, there you you, admi- you admire that it took a, someone a long time or a lot of work to get to where they're able to do that sort of stuff. Well, I mean, it's just and, impossible for like a large number of people to even accomplish that. Yeah, right. Like you jump, have to be can jump literally five feet into the air and yeah. dunk a basketball. That's damn impressive. Yeah, and you, you know, and and you appreciate that it took them a lot of work and some natural talent, probably, but. You I mean, know. yeah, I mean, there's guys that are, like, built, you know, six, we're over not all, six and a half feet tall. Seven feet tall, yeah. Yeah, but. so it's like, they can, you know, they can jump from, like, the, the, the top of the, of the, you know, beyond the free throw line and, like, do a, do a, like a, you know. Like Michael Jordan. You get Michael dunk. Jordan you, Yeah, you there. can, does like, you get Michael Jordan out there, you get people, like, of that skill level playing that game, and it's like, that's crazy. And like that has nothing to do with like the the mechanics of the game. It's just like the talent ex- manifests itself in a way that m- almost anybody can enjoy. It, it's sort of a humanity's beautiful moment. Yeah. Right. If we're gonna if we're gonna talk about an art, it actually yeah, it kind of is. It's sort of like here's an appreciation of what humans are capable of and the skill that goes into it. It is like you just you just have to grant it the humanity of it all. Yeah. Whereas with like playing, I guess, League of Legends. It, you just you you don't even see the player. You just kind of you just kind of hear clicking in the background as you're like doing like eight thousand actions per second or yeah, something. To me, that's more like watching a chess game, like watching high speed chess. Yeah, you know, some people watch that though. Some people do. Like it's a it's a it's a much more limited audience because 
you have to understand like why that thing he did was cool. You don't have to know why a slam dunk contest is cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it well, is true. Like, and it's just also the same thing. Like if you watch a Hearthstone match or something, it's like, well, if I had all of those cards and played them in the same, I, I could have all of those cards and play them in the same order. I just don't because I don't want to spend a lot of money and time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of it. It's like, there's a perceived there's a perceived I could never do that versus a perceived I could do that if I cared. Yeah, like if I, you know, if I spent 40 hours a week like playing a video game, I could probably get as good as any of those guys playing that video game. But then at the end of the day, just playing a video game. Yeah. Except for Guitar Hero. I'm never oh. going to get as good as that kid that got a perfect score on Dragon Force. But But again, that goes But I mean like yeah, but he sold so, his hands to the devil. So <laughs> Um, so so there's that aspect of streaming stuff like the other aspect of streaming stuff where it's just like guys playing a single player game I think that's ridiculous like especially if they're playing a new game yeah but honestly like I've watched like I've subscribed to a YouTube channel of a dude who like goes through games and I, I watch videos for games I've already played but it's because He's his commentary over the video game that I've already played generally adds something to the experience. It's almost like a director's commentary from a guy who didn't make the game, right? As he explains like some mechanics and stuff that I don't even remember. And I think I've talked about this before, but like I watched him play like Metal Gear Solid 4 and he's going through this and there's a point where he's like here's here's all these militia guys and when I played it, I didn't under I didn't realize that they were like militia guys. I thought they were all like, uh, I, I didn't know really what was going on. You but you can, but you can, uh, you can help the militia guys take out the like PMCs or whatever who are trying to shoot you. And if you hit uh, help them out and the, they're like staged battles and stuff that ha- they have going on in those maps, they'll like cheer. And, like, you can gain reputation with those guys and trade items with them and stuff. And there's, like, secret items that you can get, like, uh, songs and stuff for your iPod and stuff that you wouldn't be able to get in other ways. And they'll also, like, help you fight in later maps. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, this Metal Gear game has all of this stuff going on in it, and I had no idea my first playthrough. But I watched this guy play it, and he's, like, explaining how all of this stuff goes down. And it's crazy. Like, so, so there is, there is that aspect of watching another guy play it to where he's invested so much time in the playing of it beforehand that, uh, it's then like somewhat illuminating to watch him play a game that I've already played. See, I'd rather just watch somebody who play it, who's kind of bad, but it's funny. You want to watch me play some games? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I find that I find that we should make him play Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> God. Yes. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well. Um. You want to wrap it up? Do we have any email? No, we don't have any email. <gasps> okay. Well, we talked about esports, and I talked about sports. So I'm sure we'll get somebody who likes sports. Yeah, if anybody listens to this and they want to email us at podcast at siteinbeta.com, send an angry emails to Phil. Or, uh, well, it, we'll take any angry emails. I'll, I'll, I'll take hate mail. Come on. Or non-angry emails. We can have those, too. I, I also accept love emails. 
yeah. Podcast at siteinbeta.com and send your emails if you have any or something. Did you ever make that Twitter account? No. Yeah. What was what are we gonna name the episode? That's a good question. <laughs> All I've got is into the gate hole. Into the gate hole. <laughs> uh Oh no! In through the gate hole. In through the gate hole. Yeah. Yes. Man animals. Man man animals. Man animals. Do 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 do. Man animals. Do 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 do. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik, Egghead, and the Warehouse. Yeah. Um, Animal Matrix. The Island of Doctor Egghead Moreau. VR happened. VR happened. VR upon us. Really. This is really with a V in front of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really? I can swear I'm actually recording a podcast. <laughs> that that <laughs> wrecked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about spiders. Spiders on your face? That's done. Whatever tomorrow. you do, don't think <laughs> <that's laughs> Spiders on your face. <laughs> Sudden barbecue. Sudden barbecue. Or surprise barbecue? Was it surprise barbecue? Or was it? I sudden? can't remember. Uh, I think uh, it might have been sudden barbecue and surprise luau. Uh, well, I, I it was it was unscheduled. Unscheduled. Unscheduled barbecue. <laughs> unscheduled barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Unscheduled barbecue. <laughs> I would also accept sudden barbecue. I'll 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 pick from one of these titles. Upon further review, let's let's we'll we'll find out what it, what it actually is. I look forward to seeing the title, but not listening to the episode. <laughs> yes, as will everyone else. I post this too. <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh, Jesse did his thing again. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I'll hit the like button so he thinks I read it. <laughs> yeah, but he knows. He can see the he can see the analytics. Yeah, I, he knows I, who listens. I think I can see who. Well, I can't. I don't know who listens, but, but I know do how know how many people. Listen. I do know if people actually download the episode. I think if you get more likes than you do downloads, and you know someone's a liar. Well, so far that hasn't happened because usually I'll get one or two likes on the post. But how many people listen? Um, it's somewhere between like three and eight. Okay then. Unless the Brazilians come a knocking, then it's like thirty. Something. You know, we just, we just, yes. Okay. Then it's the Brazilian watchers. <laughs> they might watch it if we made it into a a YouTube show. A YouTube. We have a set. Yeah. We're in the set. Believe it or not, there's a set. It's built. We're, it's we're, ready to go. It's ready for us to play Sonic Unleashed. It, yes. <laughs> it would work. Yeah. We have a TV. We should. We could upgrade the podcast to a vodcast, where we just start Did doing vodcast. Where we start That's doing vaudeville, vaudeville shows. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can start a vaudeville show if you really wanted. I don't have any straw. What skills do you bring to the table? Well, I can snap my fingers. I'm out of the show, aren't I? <laughs> Get behind the camera. Okay. Can you play the piano? Uh. I thought it was the piano. You can play the piano. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> play it off, Phil. <laughs>